You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby! the show another second episode of we cool again thank you to the gully squad shout out to all the gully squad members for making this happen gully squad gang gang that's right they are uh, a gang uh, and, and getting into the gang is uh it's a bit rough uh sorry about that guys uh, <laughs> the initiation is very difficult you have to you have to listen to christian complain about having to eat food and you have to listen to me complain about having to eat mediocre food. Ooh, so, and that is a brutal experience for in in either scenario. So, uh, <laughs> that is just it's too much. <laughs> the most most people and also most people don't both make of it. our significant most, others. <laughs> most people don't even make it to actually becoming a gully squad member because they can't uh, you know, power through that. Well, I mean, it's only it's only for the gulliest, so you can't. You got to be able to like most like our significant others are going to be in the room rolling their eyes the entire time. Oh, oh my goodness! So, I mean, just I mean, look, I mean, Chinese water death torture sounds better than that. This is <laughs> <laughs> sounds brutal. Uh, all right, so yes, welcome to the show, everybody. If you haven't listened to the Cooligans before, my name is Christian Polanco. That's right. My name is Alexis Guerrero. And together we are the Cooligans. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host a soccer podcast. And it is not only the funniest soccer podcast that you've ever listened to. It is also what, Alexis? It's the damn gulliest soccer podcast, and that's why we came up with Gully Squad. That's, Come on now. That's right. So if you'd like to join and want to, one, either support the show, or two, uh, just uh, get, you know, be a part of our lives. Be a part of that a super exclusive, super secret uh, Gully Squad Facebook group, uh, because uh, a lot of, uh, it gets saucy in there, so a lot's going on. Well, we had a we had a fan recently join Gully Squad and sent us a message like, now put me in that damn group. <laughs> like, yeah, that's really it's all about getting getting in this group right now dude. It's a, it's a, people there's something about exclusivity where they're like yo what's going on in there what's going on? Uh, yo i see a bump i see the lights i hear i hear the, i hear the bass but i don't i can't see what's going on in there and people are like all right yo hold on <laughs> are there ladies are there ladies in there or are there just fellas and i want to go in and there you know regardless? what there are ladies in there okay so it's it's popping it okay it's not it's not meant to just go out and like you know you're not trying to pick up chicks out in the in the gully squad group but if you know if love has happens love happens although if you can let us know i mean <laughs> if you pick up a fella or a lady mm -hmm. share that info with us yo exactly all right that's just we need a, to come up with our own tinder like we got to come up with like uh the gully Galinder? i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it's like a new just a you know like a, a dating app but for gully squad members that that might be that might be kind of fun Ooh, it's like a gully swipe gully swipe <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's it. It sells itself. Look at this. Uh, only the women. Only the women can can swipe and be like, Nah, man, he looked like a bitch ass. 
Nah. <laughs> Yo, he gully or she okay, gully yeah, enough yeah, for he got, me. He got techers. All right. All right. Bring, yeah, that, yeah. bring that techers in the bedroom. All right. I feel, I feel it. All right. <laughs> right. Maybe he can keep me up. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, wow. Okay, cool. Look, we th- we think we're trying to just record like a funny soccer podcast and then becomes a marketing meeting. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> we have all these great- Next thing you know, you know <laughs> we're, we're, we're trading stocks uh, right live on the podcast. Okay. Now live coming from CNBC, Gully Swipe, a new app uh, for yeah. soccer fans. <laughs> so it's Gully Squawk Box. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on a let's let we're gonna get to uh, a bunch of the soccer stuff in a second, uh, but we, on a serious note, because uh, you know the, the the beginning of the Cool Against podcast occasionally uh, usually so, there's usually some something sad happens, some sort of tragedy, and then we and we and it affects us personally or affects the soccer world and we have to talk about it but this is uh, uh a little different but it does uh just as tragic and and uh affects us um personally uh there is uh you know we if you yeah this this story is making waves in the comedy community yes um and it's it's you know someone that you as a listener may may have never heard of but he's a very amazing comedian very popular comedian yes um amongst those of us he was living here in new york for a long time so he's been on both shows with christian and i um he's moved to los angeles recently he got a little viral from the sort of parody of those uh signs that people post on like electrical poles and stuff uh looking for lost you know puppies and stuff like that that's right it's called his name is jason signs uh last name is s-a-e-n-z if i'm not mistaken uh jason signs and uh so they're signs signs very popular on instagram Uh, a bunch of them went viral which is very cool for him and he's a writer and a comic and stuff great Uh, human being just a great great dude and uh what happened to him is uh recently he so he moved out to la a couple years ago uh super funny comedian very very talented and he was apparently on a roof maybe he was at a party i don't know exactly what happened um but he was on a roof and he fell through a a skylight uh and he fell to the ground fell on his back and he is now uh injured and his he's paralyzed from the waist down and uh, i mean this i mean especially for us he's a he's a friend and and in the comedy community and and we all try to stick together and support each other uh and so hearing this news is just insane uh yeah it's it's still difficult for me to even just grasp that this is like a real thing and he's currently in the icu and uh, uh and, getting- and he's had multiple surgeries and he's gonna need more surgeries and here's the thing about you know it, look you take a lot of risks when you uh mostly financially when you want to become a comedian a lot of them also are family and stuff like it's just a very difficult sort of road to go down and we understand that when we when we when we do it and when we decide to stay in it for the long period that we all have been all for the chance to continue to get better and and to be able to you know make people laugh uh one of the big risks that you take is the fact that you know you're not going to have health insurance for a long time and you just hope that something like this doesn't happen well unfortunately he had no health insurance so you can imagine the bills i mean he's had multiple surgeries to stop clotting and and to stop all these other things and to hopefully save um, his ability to use his spine, um, you know, from the waist down. Uh, He's had multiple surgeries up to this point and the guy just doesn't have, you know, we're comedians. We don't have money. 
Yeah, yeah. That's so his <laughs> one of his good friends who also lives, also a great comic, Nick Turner, started a GoFundMe for him. Um, and he was the one that sort of released this information into the comedy community. So a lot of comedians, Pat Oswalt said if every one of his followers gave a dollar, he would have more than enough. Like a lot of people are tweeting this out and sending this out. And what we've decided is, look, I know we promised you guys that we would use Gully Squad money uh, for Cooligan's um, based content and stuff. And for the most part, we have been, it's what's gotten us to some, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, MLS cup and to some other stuff. And we're going to give you guys so much great content. Dallas. Remember that with all the interviews, we got one coming up, uh, right after this segment. Um, but we're going to use some of that money. If I hope you guys don't mind, we're going to donate it to Jason signs. GoFundMe. Um, we feel yeah. that this is really important and we would hope that if this happened to us, um, that the comedy community and the soccer community would rally around us just the same as they've done for Jason signs. And I hope you guys can forgive us for that. I know we promised you it would all go towards content, but this is a very important situation. So we're going to take a small amount of that money and we're going to donate it to him. And, and we know he can, he absolutely needs it. Yeah. Uh, so, we're we're trying to rally around him and 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 help him out. Uh, he has a long road to recovery. There is a uh, real feeling and real belief that he will be able to walk again, uh, but it's just going to take a lot of time and a lot of work and and unfortunately a lot of money. So we're uh, it just we're we're going to be. Uh, you know, donating some of the Gully Squad money for that. But uh, if you also uh, want to help him out, uh, you don't have to join Gully Squad. I'm just saying just if you want to just uh, support Jason Science directly, you can go to his GoFundMe page. Uh, the be easiest way to find it is um, go to uh, just go on Google and just type Jason Science Recovery and Science is spelled S-A-E-N-Z. Uh, and it should pop right up as the first uh, result. And and there, even in the GoFundMe, the, and this is how you know uh, he's he's still in some good spirits, you know, because uh, sign, you know how the the his Instagram is signs signs s s i g n s uh, so sign signs, but the recovery fund, the GoFundMe is called Signs Spines. Uh, so still having a little, <laughs> I mean, still having a little bit of fun. Just, <laughs> we can't take anything seriously <laughs> as, as a people, you know, I remember when I first, when I was in school, my teachers would always say like, Alexis, you just, these are some things you just can't joke about. And I knew I was different. And <laughs> I mean, when little things like this happen, you know, we're just, we're separate from the rest of society. We really are. Yeah. Oh, we're just, we're built a little differently. Uh, and, and that sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Uh, but did you ever, I know this is a slightly off topic, but did you, did you get superlatives in eighth grade when you graduated eighth grade? Did you get a yearbook? I don't know what school you went to. Didn't, what did they do? They I, just give you a platano? It, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's quite an honor. Not every kid gets one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Oh, you graduated with honors. No, I had a, um, it's a, for junior high school you're talking about, not high school. Um, I don't, I don't, think I, don't know I, what, I don't know what junior high is. To me, that's something that only happened in sitcoms. I went to a school through eighth grade and then I went to another school for high school. Okay. No, sixth, sixth through uh, eighth grade is, is junior high school. Usually uh, that that's, that's how most public schools are. It's a separate school from the, from the, you know, um, kindergarten K through uh, what, which is uh, fifth, Fourth grade, fifth grade, we, fifth grade. Yeah, we call that grammar school, but most people call it elementary school. All right, yeah. we're not here to argue about that. Well, I went to a hood ass, gully ass school, so you went to eighth grade, yeah, and then you moved on. But did you get superlatives? I did not get to my yearbook. Did not have superlatives. 
Mine didn't either. And here's what they had. They One girl went around and she wrote what ifs. And it was the opposite of what you really are. So there was this kid named Joe who was six foot four. And they're like, what if Joe was short? You know, right? So you kind of get it. Mine was this is very disrespectful. What if Alexis took anything seriously? All right. Okay. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, dude, I'm in could, eighth grade. Can they, they have nailed anyone's future any harder than that? <laughs> I mean, it was dead on, but it was too honest. Was she looking at a crystal ball? How the hell did she know? <laughs> she was talking to my mother. You know? <laughs> she knew D and she was trying to tell her to run. Run, yeah, D. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> so, look. You know, uh, he won't. <laughs> so, look, we're, we're going to be uh, helping out Jason Signs if. Uh, if you want to, you know, do that, uh, go to the GoFundMe. If you want to be a part of Gully Squad and, uh, and you know, help help that way. That's a, another option as well. So uh, so we're hoping he gets back, uh, you know, back literally on his feet. And so we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you up to date on uh, on his recovery. All right. So let's uh, let's get into uh, some of the some of the soccer news uh alexis because a lot happened and there was a we had a uh let's let's start with this because this uh was the thing you know what's uh what's grinding alexis's gears uh it's definitely (laughs) this uh (laughs) and and you know what it's grinding my gears too alexis so oh look at that it's (laughs) It's not just a career rant this is also a a palan complaint palan complaint that's right (laughs) so and this is going to be uh a sternly worded one uh yeah you know he's using his good pen i might i might even ask to speak to a manager that's how that's how bad Uh this one is (laughs) Oh God, I can hear the finger waving. (laughs) So uh, we have to, we were talking about obviously uh, our trip to Atlanta and Atlanta United winning, winning the MLS cup. And more importantly, the MLS cup uh, and it's, and it's travels across uh, downtown Atlanta uh, and going, uh, you know, bringing the MLS cup to, uh, to magic city. And we, Tam's the maker dance. That's right. Tam's the maker. (laughs) So the, we we figured we learned uh, more details about this story. We found out who who were the actual uh, culprits slash heroes uh, that brought the cup out there, and uh, so we know it was uh, it was Chris McCann. Uh, well, we're gonna snitch. Oh, I mean, they, it was on TMZ. TMZ snitched before we did. I'm just saying. Okay, I, I'm praising right, these it's people. Public info. These are these. Are, we're not snitching. This is public info. Uh, they, oh yeah, no, this is praise be the new gods. <laughs> okay, right. okay. The the Irishman of of all Irishmen. Chris McCann uh, and um, uh, Jeff Lorenowitz, you know, he, and then it was. This is why. This is why his last name wasn't Chris McCant because he <laughs> said he thought to himself, "Should I?" And the answer was immediately, "Yes, we shall." I just love the idea of just a pale Irishman at Magic City, just like, <laughs> just I love that energy. You know, it's a little different than what they're used to. <laughs> so yeah, just drinking whiskey straight, <laughs> throwing euros. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, it was also Jeff Lorenowitz was there. They took a photo. They were happy to be there. They, were, they weren't ashamed of this at all. Ali, Ali Shannon, um, who I think is a more of a reserve, uh, guy on the team. Um, not that reserved. Yeah, he, not was, he was out there getting it. He <laughs> ran around, he getting it. He <laughs> ran around, he getting so it. So the, um, uh, so that's, and there were some, a couple of people in the photo, but I don't know, uh, uh, who they were, but the, the, uh, th- this is what we want to talk about. This is what upset us was a Deadspin article. And the reason we're talking about it, because we're, we 
are used to people just trashing MLS, trashing American soccer, mocking it, the whole thing. That we're we're not here to uh, to give those people a platform because what what's the point? We already uh, you know as as stand up comedians when we talk to other stand up comedians, what we usually get mocked for liking American soccer as well, and and it it is a we we don't need we need to surround ourselves around positivity and love and support. But the reason we're talking about this in particular was because uh, we talked, I think the week prior, um, or I don't know if we talked about it at all. We, we went to the Deadspin Awards uh, last week. That was, that was last week Wednesday. Well, it's on our social media. You could, if you follow us on Instagram and yeah. on Twitter, you knew we were at the Deadspin Awards, which was uh, you know, a real honor for us to be invited, primarily because it was open bar. You <laughs> yeah. know? It's always, like, we just don't get invited. It's we don't always get invited a sign of respect when you invite somebody to open bar. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It will be remembered forever. <laughs> okay. But here's... So we were looking around for anyone who writes about soccer. If just anybody. Not easy to find. Two people. Two okay? people. One dude. <laughs> super cool. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, uh, Gabe. I want to say Gabe Fernandez. Gabe. That's right. Gabe. Yeah. Gabe. Awesome dude. Okay. We, we hung out with him. Peruvian. His dad was super excited about Peru making a World Cup. He's telling us all these stories. Great dude. Doesn't really follow MLS too closely, but he, you know, he respects it and he likes it and he knows there's a lot of Peruvians in the league, so on and so forth. We talked to him for a hot minute and he was like, you know, the kind of the older soccer writer, though, the guy who's been doing it for a while. And he points at this dude who I can only explain to you is dressed like you know, a game show host in Dubai, you know, <laughs> that's the best I mean, description I've ever heard so far. Yeah. That's pretty much what he looked like. Uh, so the reason we're talking about this, so we met this guy and we didn't really know his, he didn't say his name. I'm almost sure he didn't. We, we just, uh, we, we just wanted to introduce ourselves because again, there weren't many people, uh, in the room of, of, a, almost like, I want to say almost a thousand people that didn't um, that 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 to really were into soccer or supported it or talked about it. They were, you know that that's not the main focus out out, out at Deadspin. So the reason we're talking yeah, and Deadspin, by the way, the room was very like barstooly. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't even describe. I wouldn't describe it like that because I don't even know what you mean when you say that. Uh, you know what I mean? It was like very broy, very college sportsy, very NFL fanish. You know what I mean? Like it okay. wasn't. Look, it not, was like that. Not soccer was like, fans. We know that. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was like people that were like, you know, wooing a lot. You know what I mean? It wasn't, there was no soccer fans there like talking about soccer. Yeah. There was a couple jokes about the men's national team not making the World Cup and no one was paying attention. I don't think anyone really got the jokes. You know what I mean? So like we realized, all right, we're in a room that doesn't have that many soccer fans to begin with. You know, even though this is a, a, a sports, a very popular <laughs> sports website, there's yeah. just no soccer fans in the room except these two people. So one of them was cool. And then we're told, about the other one who looks like he's wearing his blazer inside out. Okay. <laughs> so yes. Uh, look. So so that so we bring that up to mention this. So then uh, after uh, the, the MLS Cup was uh, all the videos came out of of the MLS Cup in Magic City and at the strip club. You know, the an article. Uh, appeared on on deadspin.com about this. How wonderful, how, right? They're talking about MLS Cup. They're talking about MLS Cup. Like, yo, this is wow. How funny, you know, we were talking about it. How funny is this? This is dope. Uh, like part is for the culture. This is part of Atlanta's identity. We understand. And then the the article was not, not deriding the fact that 
the the MLS Cup was in Atlanta from some kind of moral uh, standpoint. It was mocking the fact that these players, these Atlanta United players are attempting to be big shots by g- taking like American soccer is not even respected that no one, they saw the MLS cup in in the strip club and nobody knew what it was and nobody knew what was going on. Nobody, these, these players were basically uh, were a bunch of phonies to, to, to try to act like Atlanta rappers and Atlanta big shots. And, 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 uh, uh, you know, that it's, it, it meant nothing to, to, well, I mean, I think it's the title the, the headline of the article was like, uh, you know, little known, uh, trophy, like, uh, yeah, like, yo, why I, I just, and here's the thing. If it was funny, I wouldn't care. Yeah. But it was just wild disrespectful. Like there was nothing. If that's this person's attempt at humor, you're way off. Very much. So, and so this is the main problem where we could under, I could, I would almost be more respectful if it was just like trashing the MLS cup. It's like the, the game itself trashing, you know, whatever. If you were like a pro rel person, they're like, and you don't respect the league and Totally. Whatever. You can have that point of view. You can have that opinion. But to fine. to do this, to mock the 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 players celebrating in in like a very Atlanta way, which is like very genuine, you know, and part of, and, and 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 Atlanta United is creating their own identity. This is like a legendary thing that will live on for what? I, I bet you in like a year or two in uh when some Premier League the whatever Premier League team wins the trophy, watch, you're gonna end up seeing it at a strip club somewhere and then people are going to be like oh what well, yeah like how c- unbelievable how this is so cool like and you know people are going to get on get on board because we know the british do what specifically the south does first right the, the, the everything they the south the american south affects the culture out uh you know across the world so that's why this in particular you're like why why are you taking this perspective what 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 point of view what are you standing on like you're you're just making fun of them for uh playing in this league these like dudes that don't make a ton of money uh and are trying to celebrate and trying to uh, uh create this legendary moment for for american soccer and for 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 soccer in atlanta so we so whatever articles trash we know that. And the reason here's the thing. It's like that also like this dude Billy, right? He's the dude who wrote Billy it. Billy Hazley. Like, yo, yes. Billy Hazley. Like, yo, this ain't for you. Like, you don't you don't understand it. You don't get it. And look at the way the fans in Atlanta reacted to the to MLS Cup getting to Magic City. They reacted like, yo, like you get it. That's like imagine NYCFC won and there was, you know, they brought the cup to scars. You know what I mean? Like yeah. All right, you get the culture. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, you understand. Like, imagine there was Tim's sticking out of the, the cup. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, that better well, happen. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yo, you better put a do-rag over the top of it, put Tim's on the bottom. But, like, yo, but for real, like, you know, taking a picture of of the MLS Cup on the L train or the, or the F, you know, like, there's certain things that you would do and you'd be like, oh, my God. Like, this isn't just professional players in our city. They understand our city, you know? Like, exactly. you know, you take it over to, to City Island or something and go get some Henny Coladas. Like, all right, now we're talking. Like, you really <laughs> understand your culture. You know what I mean? And if you all don't right. know what a Henny Colada, it's imagine a Pina Colada with Hennessy in it, baby. <laughs> uh, oh, 
everybody's gonna fight, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I had that. I had that in my baby bottle when I was growing up. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, so which we call like think of all the things that make your city like very culturally your city, and to have MLS was always the other sport. It was always this like, oh, soccer's being played in this area. It's not like something that in Europe the teams are so you know sort of associated with the city itself, you know, and it's, it's something that we haven't really had here. It's so many turning points happen at this MLS cup. And I don't want to sound like we're bitching like, Oh, why'd you write something negative about it's not that it's that it's that condescending tone that you would have assumed was gone. Sure. You know, yeah. dude, 73,019 people. You don't, you imagine like, yo, give them a little respect. No, we're back to the, Oh, nobody cares. And why would you even go to a strip club? Nobody likes you here. It's like, dog, that's so corny. It's so old school. Nothing. I can't. You made yourself look corny. You made yourself look like you don't belong by talking that way. And if you look at the comments on the thing, which I hope you don't do, because I don't want that dude to get any more clicks. <laughs> that dude could go fuck himself. Like if you if you look at the comments, everyone is like, yo, I don't know, like MLS, but what's the deal with the tone of this? Like yo, people, even Euro snobs are like, all right, this seems like too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's bad. Uh, and and I'm I'm more offended more as the as like this is a clear sign of of growth in the culture and and american soccer and and there's just there's no real point to it I, like to me it's like how can the it, it, could this th does this get more clicks than showing support for it and maybe it does i don't know i i, I think it's it's one of those like um you know like uh I remember, I think John Stewart mentioned this once, like uh, at a, about like Fox News when he was always like fighting uh, back and forth, uh, back and forth with them. And he would say like that if Sean Hannity was being paid enough to have have a liberal point of view, he would do that. Uh, and that this is sort of what I this is sort of what it seems like. It's like, oh, everyone's giving it love. Let me give it some negativity and. I'll have the counterpoint and then everyone will click or hate click on that. Uh, but, by, and by the way, there's a way to do that where it's funny. And it, even if it's disrespectful to the league there, it's, it's sort of like, there's some things you could say that are justified when you're talking negatively about the league. There's some things you course. can say that are funny that still hit a point where you could see you've put some effort into it. There was zero effort into this article. The, to call it an article is almost a lie. You know, it's almost a misnomer. Like, there's nothing in it. It's just like, uh, imagine you just thought soccer was the least, you know, a relevant thing in the world, and then just write your thoughts down. That's what this yeah. is. But look, it didn't matter that they went to a strip club. It had nothing to do with going to a strip club. It was just like, why'd they bring this stupid trophy that nobody knows about into yeah. a strip club? Yo, it's like, it was just so corny, and I, you know, you, you assume that's gone yes uh, and and whatever it, even if it's not it's fine i, I don't want to break down this article uh but the reason we're bringing it up to begin with is because we did meet him and and he's just <laughs> as much trash in person <laughs> he was he couldn't have been any more condescending i mean in person and, and uh, when we mentioned this on twitter there were a bunch of people that were like oh i didn't even know he was real i didn't know the legend of this uh billy right i didn't know he, the, the history and apparently this is this is what he does he just kind of uh uh poo poos emma less and that's uh fine uh whatever like yo make a living do what you got to do um but you know you are allowed to be made fun of but th that was a, the weird thing that i that i think we might be the only people who have met this guy there, some people some people thought that it was just a pen name and it wasn't that uh, he wasn't a real person uh but so we're the only ones 
uh, you know, unfortunate enough to have met him. <laughs> so, and to, to, so to describe the experience, it's uh, we went up to him. We said, "Hey, hello, how you doing? We're uh, my name is uh, Christian. This is Alexis. We're uh, we're both time comedians, and we do a soccer podcast." And he went, I, "I I I can't. It's difficult to describe without people seeing me." But he basically did one. He I think he like looked us up and down and went, "Huh, okay." And then literally walked away. Did not. That's that's like dead ass. What happened? <laughs> Did not. He gave us that look with his eyes of like, "Why are you bothering me?" But I'm gonna be nice. And we're like, "Hey, what's going on, man? We heard you write about soccer. My name's Alexis. This is Christian. We do a. We're both stand up comics, and we do a soccer podcast." And then he just kind of was like, "Hmm." And walked away. <laughs> Dude, uh, exactly what happened. It was, we were, and we didn't, so this and, was before this article was written. And then we saw the article and then we're like, who, this is bad. Who the hell would write? We were just at the awards. Who, it wasn't Gabe. Gabe was great. He He's a fan of soccer. He was a fan of what we were doing. Uh, great dude. And then I zoom in on the on the photo, uh, on the little avatar on, on Deathspin. I'm like, yo, it's the dude with the yellow blazer and the and the flowers all over his, <laughs> over his suit jacket. Uh, and and then then it all made sense. I'm like, ah, oh, of course, this dude would be this way, to, uh, and and this dude would write this. So, uh, so that's the only reason we're bringing it up because it was it was trash. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, so we're done with this, man. This is <laughs> done with this dude. We learned uh, we learned our lesson, and not to and this isn't to scold all of Desmond. Everyone was uh, we were glad to be at the party. Everyone was very nice to us, except for one particular person. But uh, you know, I I. I after reading all the comments and stuff, you just like, oh, th- th- this is this is a thing. This is his thing, and uh, you know, some people probably will never change, uh, but we can uh, just we we can make jokes and have fun with it. So, uh, all right, let's talk about. Well, in other uh, words, so only click on Gabe's articles, never click on Billy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's no way to find out before you click, but you know, hopefully that's the case. So, uh, all right, let's talk about a couple other things that uh, uh, happened in the soccer world this week. Uh, uh, in particular, we had um, a big, uh, some big transfer news. All right, Gunny's been uh, Gunny's been going. Uh, get, Gunny's getting hot uh, because <laughs> there's a lot of Gunny getting all the info. <laughs> uh, so you know, click click. Uh, we we're hearing it through these streets. Uh, whenever there's uh, any transfer rumors or big or big moves, um, Zach Steffen of the Columbus Crew. Uh, will be signing with Manchester City, so uh, that was or always did did sign did sign yes that is yeah. uh, it's official so he will be a uh, a Manchester City player uh, you know as usual whenever this happens you're you just uh, you know it, it's it's met with some skepticism because we all know uh, it feels like every signing from MLS to Manchester City is uh, is an accounting move you know they're just moving over some some numbers somewhere and people are skeptical because they don't think the the players that they sign from America will actually play you know uh, you know mixed disc route uh, when, I don't know when he's gonna get his opportunity uh, Jack Harrison who is on loan uh, to Leeds, uh, and he's uh, been playing well and getting real minutes. Um, playing for uh, who is he playing for? Bielsa, right? Your your boy, Bielsa, baby. Um, and uh, so Zach Steffen is the the next person uh, that will we'll see if we, he will actually get minutes. I know Manchester City does need 
uh, a backup goalkeeper. I think Claudio Bravo is injured and I think he is done with the team. And Kanzak Stefan fill in. And and now we're starting to see and we remember when we spoke to Reggie Cannon about um playing games for your national team and now you know more people are watching uh, and you get different opportunities and Zach Steffen had a couple great games this uh, this year for, for the U.S. men's national team and it's no coincidence that he, now, now he's signed with Manchester City. Will he actually play for that team? Who knows? Uh, we hope. I don't do- think he will because here's the thing. Like, why would you? And I know we're far enough away from the next World Cup. He's still considered America's number one at the moment, right? But you would imagine that he'd want. You got to get games. You got to get minutes, right? And a, a goalkeeper, especially coming in where Ederson is doing really well and they're top of the league. Maybe, maybe he gets some run in some of the other domestic competitions. Uh, maybe he gets some run in some other stuff. But what you're hoping is that he gets loaned. Now, the rumor is that he might get loaned back to MLS, which is shit. I mean, if that's the case, then all he did was build his bank. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Which I'm fine with. I'm fine with. And here's the thing. I want everyone to know, even if it is a cooking the books, uh, you know, move, who cares? Go get paid. You're not the one doing anything legal. You're a, you're a soccer player and they're paying you a lot of money done, right? You're good. But you also don't want to be one of these dudes that like no one, I, no one's even heard from mixed this guru. No one yeah. knows what he's doing. Also, let's be careful with using the word illegal. I mean, they're like, it's more of a financial fair play thing, not like breaking like international tax laws or something like that. Or yeah, I mean, no, you know what I mean? I mean, it's illegal in the eyes of FIFA like compared to their laws. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what could possibly be illegal in the eyes of FIFA (laughs) (laughs) at this point? Jesus Christ, everything they've done. But here's my point is like, you've got nothing to do with it. You didn't do anything wrong. You're not the one cooking the books. You don't know how, where your money is being applied. Yeah. All you know is you're getting it. And the and the check you know doesn't bounce. Yeah, you're good, right? Sure. And if he gets loaned back to Columbus for another year or two, or you well, know he maybe might, he gets loaned so to the, Vitesse. The, the last I heard was that he will he might be loaned back to Columbus and play throughout um you know the first half of the season and then uh, next season he'll he'll go to Manchester or lo- be loaned to you know, whoever. So, uh, well, which I mean, if you're Columbus, do you want, uh, you wouldn't want to keep her for half a season. Uh, If it's Zach Steffen. Yeah. You'll take him for, you'll take him for, you know, 15 minutes. If you can have him on the field, uh, not really because whoever's going to take over for him, you want that person to be warmed up at the second half of the season. Maybe, maybe, uh, you know, it's still not a bad situation to have a very good keeper on your team for half the season. I mean, there's worse scenarios for Columbus. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, yeah, we we saw that. Yes. We almost saw it. <laughs> well, and speaking of Columbus, I mean, what what a a complete bounce back from the 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 dread that we were all feeling. Uh, you know, pretty much the entire year. Columbus, we, you know, we didn't know if they were going to end up uh, keeping their team. And now not only are they keeping their team, but uh, it was announced that a deal uh, has uh, at least come to terms where they will be getting a new stadium. 
So Columbus will not only be getting a new stadium and they will also be getting a new training ground. Plus, uh, Mop Free Stadium will be will become like a uh, a, a community like sports complex with uh, a bunch of different soccer fields and, and a bunch of different sports and uh, and really be something that could be used for the community to to help. Uh, just help the community and help grow the sport. So this is just what a turnaround. I mean, not only did they save the crew, but they they got them a damn new stadium. And they, and and it's difficult to not feel envious, uh, especially when you know. I think Columbus was being mocked a lot because of oh, you're gonna lose your team, and that was like a a, a great joke. We made we were making jokes when we were uh, over there uh, during during the World Cup comedy tour. But not only that, it's difficult to not be envious because, oh boy, they're getting a stadium. And, we, you know, we're out here in New York, New York City. They're getting a beautiful downtown stadium, <laughs> brand new. Second one. They got two stadiums. They got two stadiums. <laughs> All right, we can't even get one. Oh, we don't got any. <laughs> Let us get one. <laughs> they're getting their second soccer-specific stadium. Uh, and the city of New York, five boroughs, doesn't have a soccer stadium. Columbus, Ohio, too. I mean, yeah. What does that tell you? I think but it, I mean, but to your point, man, what a one eighty, huh? Yeah. Like when we were down there this summer, this summer, the it was uh, it was like a mood where like it was like a, a funeral where the where we heard scratching from the casket. We're like, wait a minute, <laughs> this okay, might this, not be dead, but for the most yeah. part, we're about to bring this bad boy down into the ground. Yeah. Dude. And look at where we are now. You know, the guy's out. He's got abs now. You know, like, it's a very different. Sure. <laughs> he's divorced. You know, he's it's a very different energy now with uh, this Columbus. And the reports are, so this has been, as Paul Tenorio put it, very fluid, right? But as uh, as, as Gunny put it, uh, click, click. That's yeah. what he put it. Um, Caleb Porter. Yeah, why, is who, it, why isn't Gunny writing for The Athletic? That's a, I, I, oh, my God. A, a real shame. <laughs> what a perfect, I mean, you talk about behind the paywall. It's behind the bulletproof play, paywall. So... Right. So Caleb Porter, who rose to um, rose to there's a word prominence of prominence. Uh, He rose to prominence because of his great job he did at Akron at the school, uh, the Akron Zips. Come on, you Akron. Um, So very popular school created a lot of professionals and everyone said Caleb Porter had this like professional system. So it was like you were training at a, at a, at a professional team or a professional soccer club gets a chance over at Portland wins MLS cup moves on. And the team tends to do a little better after he leaves. So it is what it is, whatever. And he, he's been without a job, right? He left sort of abruptly and now he's been without a job. So a lot of people look at him as like, you know, he likes to play attacking football, very fluid, kind of a tough guy, you know, pissed off Pep Guardiola, which I'm always happy about, right? He's just gully. He's kind of a gully ass manager, supposedly going back to Ohio where, where he was famous. But then the rumor was he almost signed a deal with LA galaxy. And just before recording this episode, we hear that he is close to signing now with Columbus. Correct. So Columbus is going to get, a hometown hero, essentially, and a brand new stadium. And this was a team that was almost moved. Yeah. Four months ago. I think we, we need, were practically. I think we need to start a campaign to move NYCFC to Hartford, Connecticut, and then everyone will get 
just will galvanize everybody and it will will create this story where the rest of the country will support NYCFC uh, and 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 try to get them they said we can't do this we can't move them out of Yankee Stadium it's such an important and iconic stadium for soccer Uh, and then (laughs) then eventually they'll be like okay well they can't play there and then look and this could the same exact thing is going to happen we just got to create the narrative uh, where NYCFC is the victim uh, and then people will end up supporting the team and NYCFC will have its own stadium. Well, I'm all about conspiracy theories. So here's my thing. Are you saying that pre-court saved the crew by trying to kill it? <laughs> wow. I mean, what, how kind of him? I mean, really, it was just very forward thinking. He, he chose to be the, the villain so that it could inspire others. That's really what happened. It's literally the dialogue <laughs> from Armageddon, right? Like he, he took himself out selflessly. I mean, what a hero he is. Exactly. Fine. So the city of Columbus could get their new stadium. I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful man. Uh, and I'm what sure a, what a power move. I'm sure when the history books are written, they will be written in that exact way. Uh, about that right. <laughs> the book of Garber. <laughs> Oh man. Um, so, um, so yeah. And so it is interesting because we, um, this week we had the, uh, we have, La- we had Landon, uh, Cottom on, on the show. He is, uh, he is a supporter of Austin FC. He's uh, one of the, uh, people that are helping start the Austin Anthem and that, and that supporters group help helping build it and grow into something so that when the, the team finally arrives, it is, uh, you know, they, there's already a, a supporters group in place and, and some organization. You may recognize him online as being not the guy yelling at Columbus fans or arguing with them. Exactly. So, and, and I think it's interesting because we, we were getting uh, a lot of responses for uh, having an Austin FC, you know, uh, a supporter, just having somebody talk about it. And I think it, it we, I think I, I personally learned a lot. I, I didn't know how much, uh, you know, heckling there was, I guess, from Austin FC uh, or just, you know, uh, uh, MLS in Austin people. Uh, so, I mean, l- like in, with any scenario, just like w- with any fans of any team, there's going to be some dummies that are a little louder than others. But I, I think it was good to to show that there's there's a there's a the majority of people who want a soccer team an MLS team in Austin are probably just normal people just chill and would love to, you know, have a, have a team play in their city. And I think that's, uh, that's fair, but a lot of people, especially a lot of people that were involved in save the crew definitely were dealing with a lot of the dummies and a lot of idiots that were just saying dumb things or derogatory things about uh, Columbus losing their team. But it was, I, I, it was a good, um, a thing to kind of experience and see, because uh, you know, a lot. You know, we're not in Columbus. We're, we're not kind of seeing that stuff. What what people were dealing with day to day. But I think for the most part, it put uh, to to me has Austin Atham is in a good light as far as uh, really just trying their best and, and happy that this is the best scenario. Like they get their own team, they got to wait a little bit, but Columbus gets to keep theirs. I think, look, at the end of the day, and one of the reasons why people, you know, a couple of people messaged us like, yo, why would you do this? Why would you give them the opportunity? And we can't look at, you know, look, every new 
fan base is the worst and they're derided and oh they're plastic because they just got here and there's teams that haven't won in 20 years and they're oh, oh everybody loves them nobody talks about us but this is this is going to happen so like I, we really don't care we're a, we're a, a podcast for the whole league so yeah there's going to be some fan bases that people like let's we have a very big atlanta fan base and we love those folks down there and we love being down there um and a lot of people hate us for that and they're like oh all they do is talk so positively about Atlanta. Yeah, they were winning. You know what I mean? So yeah, you're gonna we're gonna talk about you when you're winning, right? Just yeah. like any other national podcast would do. The people and Landon in particular reached out to us, and they're just people, man. They're just human beings. Like some of them, yeah. There's gonna be some dicks. You know what I mean? There's some. There's a dick, a couple of dicks in every pile. Sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> We've all heard that phrase. <laughs> Okay, yeah, a pile, right? of, a, a pile of if it's a pile of dicks, then there's probably going to be a couple of dicks in there. <laughs> a couple of pile of dicks in there. You know, if there's a pile of dicks, there's a couple of dicks in there. And but like, here's the thing. I mean, there's 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 dicks in every fan base, and you guys know them. And there's assholes in every fan base. Uh, and Landon just wasn't one of them. Man, he was one of those dudes that was just like really happy to get an MLS team in his own city. And also, he wasn't happy with the way that it was presumed he was going to get one. Yeah, yeah. So. I think that's what's important is for people to remember. Yeah, there's some loud. And this is the thing that I think was really important for us to learn, which I didn't know. MLS 2 ATX and MLS 4 ATX are two different groups. Yeah, MLS 4 it, ATX was them no, saying like, hey. Uh, no, no, I think it's it's not MLS 2 or 4. It's uh, MLS 2 ATX and then MLS in Austin uh, or Austin in MLS. So it's not... I, okay, I mean, but nonetheless, MLS two ATX, <laughs> that's the one that sort of, you know, that's a, the is sponsored one. a marketing company yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that, you know, and that's that's the collusion. Okay, that's the <laughs> Russian collusion one. That's the bullshit. That's the uh, the bots, you know. And then there's the real people who are like, well, hold on a second. Yeah, we do want an MLS team here, but we don't necessarily want to steal it from another city. That's. That's what you want. Yeah. You know, that's kind of a positive thing. And I know one dude was wearing a Save the Crew jersey in Austin. And some fans were like, why would you wear the jersey of another city? And maybe it's just a little sensitive you know, topic right now. But people all over the league and all over the world wore Save the Crew stuff. So like and and, and held those banners. And uh, that's something that the whole the whole world really, you know, galvanized around this idea. So I wouldn't hold it against them for that. But it's up to you to do that if you want to do that. I think at the end of the day, what, what I think is important is we showed and we wanted to show that they're real human beings that wanted a team just like a lot of cities. And they're like, yo, we're not cool stealing one from Columbus, we, but we do want our own team. And it sucks that we're sort of saddled with this situation. You can't make someone the enemy unless they present themselves as such. And there's some that didn't. And Landon was one of them. And understand that. You know, Anthem is going to get hate because it's an Austin based thing and everyone associates Austin with stealing the crew from Columbus. But just know that if you're a little bit sharper than that, you'll know there's some real people there yeah. and they're dope and they're doing things bilingually, which is cool for us. And they really want to make it a part. They want Austin to be they're trying to take some some uh, you know ideas from like Portland in the sense that like there could be offshoots from 
uh, Austin Anthem, but Austin Anthem will be the supporters. So like Timbers Army, like there could be groups within Timbers Army, yeah, yeah. but everyone's Timbers Army. And to me, that's something beautiful because the atmosphere they have in Portland is, you know, just bar none. You know what I mean? Like you, you feel like you're in Europe when you walk on on that field. And I mean that in a positive way, not like, you know, why is everything so confusing and what's why is everything these, so tight? You know what's what I mean? all these banana skins everywhere? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, so that was a, a, a cool uh, response. So thank you to anyone uh, who reached out to us. So, uh, a couple other things, uh, that we want to talk about. Um, but right before that, I just want to, I do want to mention, we do have, uh, uh, our Cooligans Gullia shirt. There's a, there's a couple left uh, at onthevolleyapparel.com. And if you want to pick one up, uh, go to onthevolleyapparel.com and just look for tees. Uh, you'll find you'll find them there. And uh, and now th- from from now up until the end of the year, uh, it is normally it's a twenty percent uh, discount uh, if you use the promo code Cooligans. But it, uh, up until the end of the year, it'll be thirty percent. So if you uh, want to get a gift or you want to just buy the shirt, maybe there was a You've been dying to get that Gullia shirt. It never, uh, it never felt like the right time. Uh, now's the right time to do it. So go to onthevolleyapparel.com, use the promo code Cooligans, uh, and you will get 30% off for your entire order, not even just uh, the one shirt. So if you want to pick up other stuff, uh, you can do that as well. So, uh, And by the way, so the, the faster we sell those out, uh, the sooner we can start making some other shirts, and we got some really dope ideas for some other shirts. So yeah, uh, there's only a couple left. We sold out completely the first, the first run very quickly, so we know a lot of you guys do have them if you're waiting on it go get it now it's 30 percent off you can't beat that thank you so much to on the volley apparel for just uh, we didn't ask they just dropped <laughs> they gave they gave us a better discount uh, for our discount code it's the holidays so go out and buy some hoodies dude yeah dude all right so the uh the uh, a couple last couple things we wanted to talk about the the new playoff format that is uh reportedly leaked we don't know if this is real or not but it looks it looks fairly legit based on uh you know who, who's ever photoshop skills uh but it Basically, we have um, six teams uh, in each conference, and this was rumored because the, the, the biggest complaint or the biggest issue with the MLS playoff format is that there is an international break in between. So, uh, what that what that tends to do is just have we have a basically ten day break from one playoff game to the MLS uh, to the MLS. No, no, it's not the MLS Cup final, just the, the playoffs themselves. So, it, it it causes a bit of an issue. It, it, you know the the, the momentum is kind of taken away and now they are suggesting a a 14 team playoffs so uh seven teams from each conference will get in and the 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 first seed will get a buy uh in each conference so So only the first seed so how different is last year this previous year that just finished the first two teams in each conference got a buy only the only the top team will and they have to and they skip the the knockout game uh yeah so what happens here now is the not only is it going to be seven teams uh, but the big change is that they are planning to move it to a single elimination so every single game will be a knockout game uh, and because of that this will help condense the playoff schedule and fit it within about uh, within four weeks in between the international the, the two international breaks the one in October and the one in November so if this uh, happens this will 
I personally think uh, I'm not a huge fan of the seven teams, but I am a huge fan of the calendar. Uh, getting all the playoff games condensed into uh, into these four weeks, it would be amazing and and really every every basically every three days every three every three to five days you're watching an mls playoff game uh so the the intensity will be high there'll be a lot of heartbreak uh fight you know it'll to me it'll add a lot more excitement so i think one of the things that we look at is like nfl not so much but nhl and nba playoffs there's so many games happening and there's such a fever pitch during that time period that even if like I don't watch hockey at all, I find myself sometimes watching NHL playoff games because you hear about it so much and they're on so much and you very quickly can just, you know, you, you start flipping channels or you walk into a bar. It's you see it. There's NHL playoffs. There's like a game every night. Right. And I don't watch hockey, but that's exciting. I think the same thing's going to happen for MLS. Yeah. Play people that don't watch um, soccer are going to watch the, uh, the MLS playoffs because it's just going to constantly be on. You're jamming everything into a short period. I think yeah. that's going to be a positive you for got, those games. You got no choice. It's always on TV. All right. It's going to be on every channel. Get used to it. But you put on the weather channel <laughs> and they're going to be telling you the weather for the MLS cup matches. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, the look, fact that it's single elimination and all like home field advantage is going to become extremely important. Yeah, I know. So you, we had posted it and then you uh, also had asked about, um, will this kind of uh, make make it not as important to uh, during the regular season? Uh, because maybe once a team is in the playoffs, then maybe they, they may start resting players or so and so. You know, just to, like they might not take it as serious because one more teams are getting in, and uh, uh, so it's it's effectively easier to get into the playoffs. Yeah, like if you're in third place and you don't have a shot at first for that buy. And you know you can't lose enough points to slide down past seventh. And if you're in fourth place in the same thing, maybe fifth in the same thing, you're probably going to start to rest players because you're like, you know what? It doesn't matter if I win or lose, which throws off the balance of the games. Or the you know, Then the team playing you might be fighting for a position and they get an easier game than another team. Kind of unfair. But also, you just don't want injuries or whatnot. And I posted that and uh, David Goss wrote back, yeah, but don't forget how important home field advantage will be in a single playoff a single game elimination, a hundred percent true. So you're going to fight for the, uh, you know, your home field advantage positions. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. I think, um, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Because it, it does feel like the, the home field advantage, especially in single elimination, uh, will become, uh, super, super important. So I think that there'll still be a sense of urgency towards the end of the season. I, I think it's worse now because especially with the two legs, you know, you have a, you, you're going to have a home playoff game uh, outside of like make you want to get into the, at least, uh, you know, uh, third or fourth. Um, but I, I think that problem is, is worse now than, than it, it, it I think it's going to help resolve it a little bit because they, the, the sense of urgency to get uh, a home playoff seed would be, will, will be insane. I mean, it just like, because you know, you only have that one game. Uh, so yeah, 
uh, I think it's a, um, I, I, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a good move for, for MLS and, and, and its popularity. So, uh, I so- think it's a positive. I think it's going to add a lot more eyes, uh, to the MLS cup, uh, playoffs. I think it's going to be something that gets to the top of a lot of ratings charts, which is good. And also just the fact that everything doesn't, and now we don't have this, you know, two week gaps, uh, two weeks of gaps in between the playoffs and the MLS cup, uh, final and all of that is gone. Now you jam everything in. It's exciting. I don't know. Does this mean the MLS cup finals around Thanksgiving then? Uh, let's see. No, the MLS cup final would be, I think the November 10th would be, that's the last oh. day. That's a presume. So it's like a, basically two weeks before, uh, about 10 days before Thanksgiving. So yeah, I mean, th- this will be great because that, that play, the, the playoffs take too long. Uh, they go basically into, uh, actually, no. So what would happen is, uh, they have to, they have to move the schedule up, right? So more, more teams are going to be playing midweek games to, to condense the schedule. They have to condense the schedule to fit everything in here. Cause October still has regular season games normally, uh, in the current, um, schedule. So, uh, all right. So, okay. So let's, uh, one, what's the last thing we want to talk about? Oh, you want to talk about um, very quickly the the Champions League um, uh, results, the standings, and who made it into uh, into the round of sixteen? We, we we you know we don't really talk. I mean, really, the the only Champions League is the one um, the Concacaf Champions League. This other one uh, is is you know not not the most exciting. But we, I we mean, can... if we have to talk about the Champions League, <laughs> then I guess we'll talk about the UEFA Champions League. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, let me pull up the, the standings did, uh, this year overall, uh, watching some of these, uh, some of these games, I think the biggest complaint that I've seen is, uh, the, the, the bleacher report model of, uh, of basically having a a subscription to watch champions league games. This has, this has personally made me watch less champions league games. I mean, not, uh, I'm sure it's a perfectly fine service and the whole thing, but you know, I, I have TV. I'm trying to watch a couple of games and, and the, the thing I hate the most is like the, the premier game. Like if, if Barcelona's playing, that's probably the game I would want to watch. Uh, and it's, if it's happening at the same time as others, uh, but occasionally they don't, uh, they don't show that game. They'll show some like, you know, club Bruges against somebody. And it's just like, uh, yeah, red star Belgrade <laughs> versus Napoli. And you're like, okay, cool. But PSG's playing Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of would want to watch that one. Uh, so, uh, but overall it, it has been entertaining. I think the, the, a couple of the groups were, uh, you know, a little unexpected. Like, uh, obviously we didn't know if, uh, Liverpool was going to make it through. Uh, a couple other teams. Uh, we didn't know if PSG was good enough to make it through, but there were. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to pull up the the, the list. Oh, because the draw is coming up uh, this Monday, so we don't know. Yeah, uh, so it's the top two from each group make it through. So Group A: Dortmund and Atletico Atletico Madrid uh, go through. Uh, Barcelona and Tottenham go through for Group B. PSG and Liverpool go through. So Napoli lost that game very famously in the last second. Yeah. Um, they're, they're gone. I would have thought Napoli and Liverpool would have gone through and not PSG because they're kind of been playing a little upside down and they're just, they're too easy. I think they're already like 40 goals ahead in differential in league on like, it's just why even watch league on, you know what I mean? It just makes no sense. Yeah. Like if you're Olympic Marseille, it, why are you even there? You know? 
So the, the group D it's Porto yeah. and Schalke. Group E, it's Bayern and uh, Ajax, so Benfica is out. Group F, Man City and uh, Lyon. Group G is Real Madrid and uh, Roma. And Group H, Juventus and uh, Man United. So all the English teams went through. Oh, exciting, right? Not, <laughs> they're doing better in Champions League than they are in their own league. Uh, the <laughs> um, what? Um, who do you think wins it? Real quick. <laughs> I think it's going to be difficult, but I, I can't imagine that uh, Real Madrid uh, does really well. They're they're still trying to figure their stuff out. I think it's going to be either Juventus or PSG. Well, okay, I, there's no way PSG is winning. They're terrible. They they're it's so weird watching them uh, in Ligue 1 and then watching them in Champions League. They're like, oh, we didn't we, we didn't train for this. This is not. <laughs> they're not they, when they play yeah. against uh, Champions League competition. Why are you guys running so fast? <laughs> Whoa, slow down! Now this is not. Come what, on! No, wait, you're not a farmer in <laughs> in in rural France. <laughs> so ridiculous! I, I don't think they're gonna. I, I I think um I think an English team might win this time. Uh, I think Manchester City might take it. Uh, you know, it's not going to be the regular, um, you know, the Barcelona's, the Real Madrid. Uh, I don't think I don't think they're uh, winning again. So I think I think it might be an English team this time, or it might be Dortmund. I don't know. Dortmund's been looking pretty good in the Champions League. Um, so uh, let's uh, let's wrap up because uh, we've been going on for a while. But let's um, we do have an interview today that we want to play because we we've been we've been ha have this stack of FC Dallas interviews that we uh, want to keep putting out. But it's 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 a shame because people keep getting traded or sold or so they keep moving on to another team. Uh, but we do have our, our interview with uh, Tesha Arcandelli and uh, and that and that's where. Well, um, do you want to end the show right here, Alexis, and then play the interview, or you want to do an outro after? We'll do an outro after. So yeah, know. we'll do an outro. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll come back. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. circle or we'll circle back around with you guys. Okay. But right now, this is before he got traded. Before he got traded. So keep that in and mind. And before and before the playoffs started, when they were doing really well, <laughs> uh, we were in Atlanta and we got the uh, we opportunity to talk to Tesha. We um, what did I say? Atlanta. Jesus Christ. We were in Dallas, and uh, we got a chance to talk to Tesho Akindeli. Uh, this is right before the uh, the Hall of Fame uh, was uh, was. I guess the, you can induct the actual. Yeah, it was the ceremony opening it. Um, I was about to say they inducted the Hall of Fame into the Hall of Fame, so I mean, it was what? a very good Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> okay, so what? yeah, right before that big ceremony, uh, we got a chance to sit down and talk to Tesho Akindeli. He did not know who we were. <laughs> he did not believe we were comedians, and then at the end, he's like, "Man, you guys really are funny. Yeah, I like you guys. It was pretty so cool. cool. You're gonna hear him be a little tentative up front and then really warm up to us. <laughs> so, uh, so here it is. Here's our interview with uh, Tesha Rockendelli, uh, formerly of FC Dallas. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yes, we Come are. on. We're in we're, Dallas. We are in Dallas. This is insane. We're both wearing cowboy hats. Huh? <laughs> yes, we I'm, have. I'm, I'm the sheriff, which yeah. is pretty cool. They yes. made me sheriff. Yeah, we, we have spurs on our sneakers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're having a good Just time. Just Tottenham. It's Tottenham sneakers. It's <laughs> what we do. It's soccer, everything. No, so we are in, uh, we're currently in a conference room. That's right. Uh, and uh, we've been, we're just waiting around and to see what FC Dallas players are going to come hang out with us. And That's, and, that's all we're doing is they're promising FC Dallas who has, players. Are who has the courage to confront these two comedians? Who's got the balls <laughs> got the to ball. come talk to two comedians? And somebody walked in. <laughs> yeah. Very big dude. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got the balls. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, you know from FC Dallas, the first place in the Western Conference. Yes, sir. FC yes, Dallas, sir. Yeah. the first team in the Western Conference to clinch the playoffs. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Tesho Akindali, everybody. Tesho, what's yeah. up, man? Man, I'm glad to be here. I heard two comedians. I heard podcasts. I love both those things. So I was like, yeah, I'm in, man. Before I got we the balls for this. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Before we started recording, you did say that you are a, you're a fan of comedy. Yeah, uh, big time. And, big you're, time. and you're about to go to a comedy show this weekend. Yeah, I'm trying to go to the Neil Brennan show. He has a show in Dallas Saturday, so I'm going to go to that show and oh. check him out. Okay. That's yeah. dope. Well, Neil, if you listen in and bring him VIP. He's <laughs> a cool for dude. Real, for real. I would yeah. love that. Me and my wife are going to be there, so. Cool. I'm curious, are there any particular comedians that you're a huge fan of that you make sure you always watch their stuff? I mean, for me, Dave Chappelle, best of all time, of okay. course. That's a standard answer, but like, for what it's worth is the best stand-up I've ever heard in my life. Like, I agree I've, with you. I've listened to that stand-up like 20 times over. It's just so it's so amazing. But I had heard about Neil actually through a podcast, and then, so I, and then I saw his special on Netflix, too. And, man, he's hilarious, too. He's really good, so I'm right. looking forward to his live show. This is a real fan. I mean, you're not that big a fan because you didn't hear of us yet. So, yeah. you know, whatever. It's all good. Next time we come down to Dallas, we'll do a show. We did a uh, World Cup comedy tour. Yeah. Uh, so we did uh, like a big tour. It was nine cities. Uh, we didn't get down to Dallas, but the closest we got, I guess, would be Omaha or Kansas City. <laughs> Kansas right? City, I think, is a, a little closer. I have right? no clue what happens. <laughs> Who knows where I know we where are. Texas is. <laughs> yeah. That I know. I mean, it's, it's so big, man. It's, it's so big you so, can't miss yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, Tesho, thank you so much for stepping in. You are the first person that we're speaking to. Uh, we don't know you. We Like, we... Obviously, we watch FC Dallas games. Uh, what has been uh, your experience here? What, like, I mean, we're walking around this. Uh, so, so we're, specifically, we're here to hang out and see the the uh, soccer hall of fame. fame yeah. uh, what has been your experience here? Even that being built, uh, I know that section was closed off for a long time. Uh, what, how did that like affect you as a player? How did it affect the team? Us, I mean, there's been a lot of change just in this area in general. Like when I got drafted here, they're showing me pictures of a couple years before, and there was nothing around here. But look like Vegas, right? There was like a couple buildings, yeah, a couple and then buildings, nothing. and then desert. Like <laughs> yeah. it was just farmland for real. And now you look around, and they got shops, they got apartments, they got everything around here. So the city's growing. Now they put this Hall of Fame in, and uh, for the, like the year and a half, we had that part of the stadium just completely empty, no fans. Which it's it's always weird, especially because if you score a goal right there, you want to yeah, you want to the fans. <laughs> And yeah. start celebrating with them, and you look you're, you're, up, and you put the hand yeah, over the. They, they had the, they had is there the, one up there getting concessions? There was one though. There was a construction <laughs> worker that sat there That's every what, game, yeah. and he got he got kind of famous. I think they made like a, a Twitter page for him and everything. Yeah. He was just sitting there all the time. So you know, we'd celebrate with him every once in a while. But <laughs> it's a lot better to have. Hey, the, all you'll the celebrate with Ralph. Fans. Yeah, hey, Steve's here. <laughs> all right, Steve. he's a big fan though, man. He didn't miss a game. He should go in the National Soccer Hall of Fame. Honestly, he should. At least the FC Dallas. Hall of Fame, like he's, yeah, he goes For down in history. Sure. Now you're from Canada, right? Yeah, I was born in Canada and uh, moved to Colorado when I was seven. So I lived most of my life in Colorado. Oh, but okay, cool. yeah, I was uh, born in Canada. If uh, any idea, if you've ever thought, I mean, what nation you would pick if you were asked to play for a national team? I play for Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, um, so. I was just like, my whole life, I was always a Canadian citizen. I became an American citizen after my first season here. Okay. So, like, I always grew up wanting to play for Canada, like, wanting to be, that was my dream. You know, I never, because I never knew I would become an American citizen. Right. So, the opportunity presented itself to play for Canada, I had to jump at it. And, you know, we got a good team right now, a lot of good Yeah, how does it players. feel being Canadian? I mean, you know, for, for someone who's a fan of the American team, the Canada team was, always had, like, a few good players, but as a national team, kind of an afterthought, you mm -hmm. know, it was someone that you felt as an American, oh, we could beat them easily. Mm -hmm. uh, but now... You got a kid going to going to Bayern Munich. Yeah. I mean, yeah. th things seem to have changed. Soccer is kind of 
become like kind of a cool like almost like a street thing too like in Toronto and stuff there's so much talent coming out of Canada Brampton 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 Brampton. has so many players men's and women's national team like you wouldn't believe there's probably like 10 or 11 players on that are like regularly called into the men's national team from Brampton Ontario I don't know know what's happening in Brampton where like if somebody they're putting out athletes it's like somebody's playing basketball I'm like yo what are you playing basketball for even even they got Tristan like Tristan Thompson's from Brampton too so it's just athletes coming from there and I, I think what it is is like you're saying it's a street thing there's a lot of immigrants in big cities in Canada of course just like there is everywhere Right. and you see a lot of the players on the Canadian team are like the families of immigrants even myself like my dad is from Nigeria so like I probably started playing soccer because of of his influence on me and a lot of these guys exactly a lot of these guys have family from like Jamaica or from Europe or wherever yeah Jonathan Osorio Colombia Colombia yeah exactly so like there's a lot of like second generation kids that are Canadians like through and through Canadians but their families are bringing the love for soccer from other places but you know what's great is that regardless of uh, it, where, the, where the family's from or where the culture's coming from they're still nice Canadians yeah. Can, Canadians apologetic always, always come sweet. out nice yeah, <laughs> yeah we yeah. man it's just it's just better to be nice Canadians <laughs> figured that out man yeah. it's just better to be nice well you see the opposite when you look over the border and you see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see how it could go sometimes you're like nah I'd rather be nice you know I'd rather it's, be nice you see two people arguing you're like have you thought about not arguing yeah. like get out of here Canada <laughs> Have you thought about apologizing? Yeah. <laughs> what? You considered yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Not until maple syrup comes out of my skin. <laughs> Why well, do that? <laughs> so um, there's a, a a couple things. So there, there's one thing that we're a huge fan of uh, regarding FC Dallas in particular is the the fashion sense. Uh, coming out of the the, the locker room here, mm-hmm. is there? Yeah. There's, there's like a red carpet going into this. Uh, yeah, I don't know because look, we will we follow on social media, right? And mm-hmm. there's always when it comes to just absolute, and we're in it for the fit. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're not in it for the sound. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I look. I mean, I, I don't know what other team. Collectively, as a squad, dresses better than FC Dallas. Oh, Yo, I'm gonna bring that back to the locker room. People yeah. are gonna like to hear here's that. Here's what I'll honestly. say. I'm sure there's other pl- players or teams that have a high fashion sense, yeah. but nobody flexes walking in do. and out of training yeah. the way FC Dallas. <laughs> I think there's does. like a little bit of flamboyance about the way that some people dress. That other 100%. people might be scared. Like someone like Roland Lamar. If you haven't seen his game day outfits, I'm probably yes, I'm sure. We have yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he is on point, man. It's so on fashionable point. that I know none of it is made in my size. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> for real. I know that for a fact. Yo, it's like, those are like one of a kind pieces he's wearing. Yeah. You're like, where did you buy that, man? Like He's like, oh, Europe, oh, this and that. So he's going out of his way for these game day outfits. He's on the deep know? web. Yeah. yeah, he's like, yo, <laughs> he's buying it with Bitcoins. Like, no, he's, yeah. he's like, Silk Road, I don't want to buy hair on it. Yeah. I'm trying to buy that one shirt, yeah. that one designer in yeah. Japan. Hilarious. That, uh, it's so funny to me because traditionally soccer players in Europe and America have sort of their own fashion sense. And sometimes it's like really gaudy or like bedazzled or it's just like, yeah, we get like, Balotelli is the one that pops in my mind. It's like, we know you have money. You don't have to bedazzle everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. stop it with the with the jewels. But FC Dallas is like, no, these are just like dope looking dudes. It's like the dudes who get into the club first. Like you don't even need to have women with yeah, you. Yeah. And then you I just show up and they're like, yeah, this guy's bringing the party. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's you look good. What is that locker room mentality? Is it a little bit competitive with high how you dress? Because uh, the only reason I ask is because the 
the, the, like seeing Oscar Pereja, right, and seeing how he coaches and, and, and the, the, the structure that seems to be in FC Dallas from the youth academy to, to the first team, there seems to be a, a, a bit of an order. And mm -hmm. it seems like the only way to express yourself seems to be in how you dress because it seems like everything else, I don't know how serious it is or how like uh, uh, authoritarian it is, mm -hmm. but it seems like the way you dress is like, oh, this is how we can express ourselves. Yeah, is it, is it how you get in the first 11? They're like, <laughs> the like look, I know you're, you're doing really good yeah, in training, yeah. but you, that shirt? Come on yeah. now. Yeah, we don't make up the game day lineup until, until we yeah. see how you show up to yeah. the stadium. Yeah. And then, like so you're rookie. in, you're out, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Rookie, you've been trying hard, but you need to try harder yeah. with that shirt, dog. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think probably a little bit of that, but I think, man, it's like bonding. Like, people come in, and you, if, you, if your outfit is terrible, like, you're going to hear it from everybody yeah. immediately. So you got to at least have, like... A standard that you have to meet, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. whether you go to the top. Like me personally, I'm not going to compete with Roland Lamar. Like he, he's coming on another level. Yeah. But there's like him, Reto, guys like that, Maxi, even Grayso. Like they're coming every game. Just like they're probably competing with each other. You know, a little bit. I'm yeah. just trying to make sure I don't get roasted when <laughs> I get in the it, locker. Is it a roast zone? Is it a <laughs> Yo, it's zone roast zone? Yeah, <laughs> like even even Lamar's getting roasted. Like he, so everybody's getting roasted. You got to make sure you you don't slip up for a second. So really, okay. yeah, it's, it's good. Great. But it's like lighthearted fun you know like you that's how you yeah. bond with people just wrote everybody takes it lightheartedly mm -hmm. we roast everybody and i mean it's, it's just good it, it sounds like a comedy club like green room i mean this, we we bust each other's balls not we're, for clothes though because yeah. comedians don't, yeah we're not <laughs> trying we're not trying to look too fancy yeah. on stage anyway but, but if somebody in, in comedy is different like if somebody tries too hard that you get yeah. chopped you get, down you, you no that's oh. for sure that's that's for sure like i mean to say somebody like like matt hedges he's not going to come in here with the the tight leather jeans and the yeah, red yeah. shoes because yeah. he's going to get that yo you're trying too hard man yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Come on, that's not you. That ain't you at yeah, all. But yeah. Roly's gonna come in with that, and everybody's gonna be like, "Wow, that looks ridiculous! Like that's sick." So yeah, you got you got to know your zone. You got to like yeah, stay yeah. in your lane, and if you're one of the guys that can compete, you got to you got to show up every week. All right, that's cool. Like I can imagine like FC Dallas players just standing at home. Like most soccer players, are like man, I got to start working more on my left foot, this and that. You guys are just like looking through catalogs. Yeah. Like I gotta, I gotta start, I gotta start accessorizing. Right. Man. It's, the, it's the playoffs, dog. Yeah. Maybe I should have like one of those fanny packs across my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Something. Is anybody thinking of uh, starting? like a fashion line that seems to a lot of athletes tend to do that I mean BWP just did mm -hmm. uh, a hat line uh, 99 yeah nine, Aurelian nine. Colin has a clothing line and stuff like that is that is that amongst the discussion as well I haven't heard anybody talking about that but okay man it would be a good idea though for some of these guys for sure yeah. you guys should do it as a group you know just like a little one-off I mean yeah people are into fashion man there's a lot of guys have just a huge shoe collection too even a lot of the younger players that you guys might not know like a lot of the academy guys they have they they're like in the lineups for like the new release there's like some dragon ball z shoes got released and these guys were opening like five different accounts to try to get like in Whoa. the online queue so every from the top to the bottom man it's just the way our team is so you could find stats of fcd fc dallas <laughs> players on stock x yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real yeah. That's, that's really cool i think part of it also we notice it from the outside looking in is that you guys seem like a, a group that kind of gets along for the most part, um, mm -hmm. especially the way you guys play. Is that something that's talked about heavily in the locker room? Is that something that is part of sort of the game plan for FC Dallas for you guys to, to sort of bond and be a unit? Or is it way more competitive and everyone's trying to sort of beat each other out? I think it's a little bit of both. I think uh, like obviously you have to be friends if you want to be successful, but you also have to have a competitive mentality if you want to be successful. So you right. got to balance those two. <clears throat> and if you look at our locker room, it's like very multicultural. Like there's a lot of guys who speak 
primarily Spanish and maybe don't know English as well. A lot of guys obviously that speak only English. And so joking around and kind of bonding that way, like roasting each other, like you can find similarities with people that you may not be able to have a long conversation with. You can just joke about the way that they look today or little jokes like that. And mm -hmm. I feel like that has really brought us together. That kind of like everybody joking with everybody mentality has brought us really close together. That's great. Well, it, it, like it, Moxie be like, that's trash. And they're like, who taught him that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who taught him that? Yeah. I shouldn't that, be getting roasted about yeah. no English. That's like Pablo Arangis just came to the team and he's always saying, what's up, bro? Like, yeah. that's all he says in English. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? And it's like hilarious yeah. every single time, you know? And so it just like, it brings us together just little stuff like that. That's dope. That's awesome. It, uh, how has, uh, how have you felt about uh, this season, especially looking forward now uh, to the playoffs? I know there's a, a very important game coming up uh, this Sunday. Uh, what, it's interesting because we don't get to, uh, I, I don't know, when it comes to uh, knowing the landscape of MLS and who, like, I feel like, I, I don't mean this as an insult to FC Dallas fans, but they're not, I don't hear them the most. Yeah. It's like on the internet and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, they're not know, wild with the Twitter. Yeah. So, Twitter fingers aren't crazy. So it's like about <laughs> knowing about the, like, the culture. I, I feel like I'm basically getting to learn about the culture of FC Dallas as well. Mm -hmm. So what is the, the mentality at the beginning of the season? I know the, the, the standards are obviously very high. The hope is to win in an MLS Cup. You guys, uh, you know, won uh, uh, the U.S. Open Cup and uh, Supporter Shield a couple mm -hmm. years ago. What is the, the the mentality now going forward when uh, maybe finishing first in in uh, in the Western Conference and and you know and the hopes for yourself at, at, for the end of the season? I think it's all about MLS Cup. Like other years, it might have been also about Supporter Shield, also about Open Cup. But now that we have won those, and a lot of the same people are still here that were there. Everybody's just like, man, we need the MLS Cup. Like that's that's kind of like the notch that we're missing in our belt, yeah. and that's been like the singular focus. Even though we've been involved, obviously, in other competitions, I think from day one, like we were singularly focused on MLS Cup. So, yeah, we we feel like we need one of the top two spots in the Western Conference so that we're in a good spot to just push towards that MLS Cup, and that's that's our focus from day one. I'm just always impressed that uh, FC Dallas, it seems like you guys you guys lose big players, they, they get sold, they get traded or whatever, mm -hmm. and everything's fine. Yeah. It's just the next guy steps up and is totally fine, even though when you think like... Yeah, it's oh. really frustrating for fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's a bit much, guys. <laughs> what uh, FC Dallas' academy has always been uh, just sort of world-renowned for being just putting out incredible talent. What? Where do you think that comes from? What What can you specifically say about the, the, the system that FC Dallas has that makes... I'll put, that puts out better players? I think, well, it starts with the coach, I would say, with Oscar. And one thing that he's been saying since he's been here is like, nobody is bigger than the team. He's like, if you come in and you think you're bigger than the team and you try to disrespect me, disrespect my system, he's like, I'm going to get you out. If I can't get you out, then I have to go. Because it's like, that, that is the system. The system is bigger than any one of us. Like, we've lost amazing players like Mauro Diaz, like you said, who's an amazing player. Fabian yeah. Castillo, amazing player. Kellen Acosta. They're all amazing players, and we've lost them. And there has been the next man up because we all believe in the system. Like we And, and the system believes in us. Oscar is like, I'll put you in here because I believe in you, and you'll do fine. We don't need to change the whole game plan right. because we're putting you in or whatever. He's like, you're going to go in, and you're going to do the same job that this other guy was doing, and you're going to do fine. And the fact that the coach is telling you that the assistant coaches your teammates are all telling you yeah you're gonna go in and you're gonna do fine you can do this it gives you the confidence to do it that's a great feeling i mean yeah. uh, fc dallas is known for 
uh, I believe, I think it's this season, the last like two years, giving the, for the youngest players, the young players get the most minutes than, yeah, any, we all, than yeah. any other team. Uh, which they also is, train. The, some of the academy players train with you we, guys. Almost every single day, academy yeah. players are training with us, which is different. I hear, must be fun just taking a kid out. You know yeah, it's mean? fun, but then but then you got to watch out because sometimes they'll take you out or they'll really? they'll juke you. and you. So you have to be ready because these kids like... You can't get it. You can't let yeah, you, you, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you got to foul. Yeah, yeah, you I'm going to foul somebody. Like, if I, if I'm mean, getting juked too bad, I'm going for the foul right away. You're 15, my guy. Right away. It will happen. <laughs> but like 15, 16 year olds, they're playing in the league already. So like some of these kids, they'll they'll be playing in the academy one day, but then the next day they're signed with the team and they're they're a part of the first team. So the kids are good. Like and so it's probably like five or six, I would say, every day training with us. Five or six academy kids are yeah. training with us every day. Just trying to keep up with the pro speed, which is a very different yeah. level than yeah. what Yeah, and at. so like even whether they sign a homegrown contract or they just go on to college or whatever, I think is preparing them and it's showing the kids younger than them. If you're performing, you're gonna be training with the first team like right. you're going to be involved we're going to be watching you so kind of everybody knows that they have to be the academy I'm saying has to be on point every day because they're being watched and it, it helps you guys too because they're trying wild stuff out there they're yeah. trying to get seen they're trying to get recognized yeah. and you're like alright I, this is I, yeah. need to, I need to make sure this kid doesn't shine too hard yeah. that's going to make me look bad yeah and they, they always bring the energy that's one thing like yeah. whether or not they're as technically sound as some of the older players they will bring the energy which is something that it can be it can be a little bit easy to lose energy sometimes if you're going through a long season right. maybe you've had a bad stretch or whatever the team might drop the energy level but if you have these academy kids in here flying around the field it kind of it does bring everybody else's energy levels up that's really cool speaking of putting players in you were a part of a big social media fun and kind of controversy when I believe it was it was Tesho who wasn't in the 18 but got put in yeah it was all this going no no I was in the 18 it was you saw in the Orlando game last year I think RSL ended up putting out like yeah the, yeah the, yeah the so meme where it was like yes, a yeah, I know what you're talking about. All that, and your face was in it. You were yeah. in that, yeah. Well, so I was on the. I was supposed to be on the bench, right? And Michael Barrios was supposed to start, but he he had a little bit of a foot injury, okay. so they pulled him out of the starting lineup. They put me in last second, but the refs told them that we were supposed to be able to play. I guess I'm not sure exactly what happened. <clears throat> so people were mad because Michael Barrios ended up subbing back into the game later, but you know. It's not like any, no, nobody on our side did anything bad. I would 100% understand from RSL and other people we're competing with. I can understand their anger and frustration, but, you know, no bad intentions from yeah, us. You weren't and, trying to do it. Nobody was yeah. trying to cheat or whatever. And I think they know, but I would be just as frustrated as they were. So, But then they put out a meme of their starting 18. Yeah. And as a joke, they put like... So like the sweater of that guy Trey that works there from the you know yeah uh, Trey I heard, the, I heard yeah, those videos yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they put you in it you were on there I didn't team. see that honestly yeah, I didn't it was see hilarious that. they yeah. put like the mascot in there yeah. like, you know they put everyone in their 18 because they were like well if, if these lists don't matter that was their take on <laughs> yeah, it yeah. you ended up on the RSL team yeah. that must have I get you didn't see that but I was I didn't, that must have been fun to watch well, as these things sort of take off seems like this year has become a yeah, bit more I, trolling I, I feel like the league in, in itself is like the teams are making <clears> like teasing each other trolling yeah. each other a little I bit more. I think that's good. Like, if you look at the NBA, that's going on all the time. And you yeah. see it a lot with the NBA players, even. Like, they have a lot of personality on uh, social media. So, I think it kind of, fans like that. Like, fans like to be able to, yeah, yeah, fans like to be able to get into the back and forth, because it's not too serious. You know, everybody right. knows it's lighthearted. So, it's a good thing. Like, I didn't I didn't see that, but to me, it's funny. Like, that, that's funny that they would do something that's like really that. Cool. That's really yeah. cool. You know, I would love to be a part of a meme like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Put> that <out laughs> somebody, let, let somebody meme him, please. Yeah, like, please. Meme me. <laughs> Actually, 
Actually, now that I said that, our friends are just going to go wild. They've made me quite a bit, actually. I should stop talking about that. Uh, that well, Tesho, dude, thank you so much for taking some time, man. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it uh, a lot. Good luck on Sunday. Uh, yeah, and anyway, we're going to be here for the game. It's going to be great. What's your, what's your uh, take? You think you're winning MLS Cup? I mean, of course, I have to say that. Like, if I if I didn't think we were winning MLS Cup, I shouldn't be here. You know, like, I hundred percent, I think we're gonna win MLS Cup. Very cool. All right, All right. Uh, Tesho. Uh, where, where can people like follow you and uh, Tesho thirteen on you know Instagram and Twitter, whatever. All right, yeah, follow me. All right, show some support, uh, Tesho Akindeli. Thank you so much. And for if you're a young here. designer, send him. Yeah, send <laughs> our, send our team so some gear on the, on the dark web with yeah. some bitcoins. <laughs> you know, he's trying to outshine Max. You're yeah, right. yeah. I'm, I'm I've been waiting for the playoffs. Yeah, I'll just yeah. set my game up. <laughs> right then and come with like my own red carpet or whatever we'll <laughs> that's when everybody shows up yeah. at the place thanks so much for taking the time to speak to us sure, thanks, Tesho, take care man hey that was amazing wasn't that great Tesho Akindeli we wish him all the best out, out in Orlando uh, at, his, at his new squad hopefully he can revitalize that team uh, because they've they've had a couple rough uh, rough seasons uh, as of late but uh, great dude man super uh, supportive funny uh, and it was just great I think he was the first person we interviewed right if I'm not mistaken he was of, so uh, yeah I in that whole that run of interviews we did, he yeah. was the first one. So he was. A, he it was a, just look great player, great dude. I mean, you know, you should be happy he's on your team. Yep, yep. So, uh, so that's it, everybody. Thank you again for listening to the show. Thank you for supporting us. And, and remember, if you want to join uh, the Gully Squad, feel free to do that. Go to SoccerCooligans.com and you can help uh, keep making these shows happen. And you can, uh, you know, uh, join the Facebook group. You can uh, be. be Come to uh, uh, you know a live uh, recording of the of the podcast. If you're ever in New York, um, you can uh, play us in FIFA, and, oh, and you can ask us questions. And that's kind of the main thing. We we haven't gotten too many uh, questions from people, uh, but feel, please feel free to do that. If uh, we can dedicate some time to just answering your questions, whether it's like a serious soccer question or um, a comedy question or uh, just a, a, a something funny or whatever, it doesn't have to be. Uh, but Please uh, don't hesitate to do that because that's, uh, you know, we want to uh, communicate with you guys and, and and share some laughs and share some jokes. And maybe we can, uh, you know, put out some, uh, you know, soccer knowledge that we have very little of. So, uh, so yeah. So always uh, thank you again for being supportive. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerrero. And together, who are we? The, the Cooligans! Cooligans!